Welcome to the Empower Hour. We bring power to the people because the people have the power. This squad's going to entertain, enlighten, and empower y'all. I'm Queen Kaya, joined by Pharaoh Hammond Freeman and Gina the Great. But before we do anything else, like always, we're going to bless this show and our kings and queens listening. First, I want to welcome, I want to thank life. I want to thank God, our creator. I want to thank the ancestors for making it possible for us to be able to be on here today. And I just ask that today's show, let it be entertaining. Let it be uplifting. Let it be educational. Most importantly, let it be empowering for all our listeners. I'm sending out the spirit of love, light, unity, positivity, great health, strength, wealth, and peace. Hotep, amen, and ashe. That's what it do, Queen Kaya. Yay. What it do? Peace, y'all. Peace. It's been a great week. It's been a great week. I'm just happy to be here. How you guys doing? Everyone that's in house. You guys can unmute. Let, 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 let's hear you. Good, good. We're going to thumbs up on the screen. Uh-huh. Everybody's good and glad. Let me just say this. We are blessed and highly favored. We truly are. Just to be here, to be able to witness the things that we are, to be able to go through, to be able to fight through whatever it is that we mm, see right well now. So said, well said, well said. So with no further ado, let's just take a quick moment to go into break, and then we're going to come back in with our topic of the day. Parlay with the people. 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 Parlay with the people, y'all. So for those joining us right now, um, thanks for joining the Empower Hour. The topic that we are addressing today, Kat, how would you put it? Would you say would, would you say state of the union? Is that is that what it is? Is that the state of, state of emergency? <laughs> yeah. I call it the state of emergency. I feel like. Yeah. There's so much stuff that that we don't know. So I think that today is monumental for us um, as far as what information that you've acquired. As long as you've checked your sources, you know, and you know that it's good information. This is a platform right now for us to share what we know about the situation and how to uh, educate each other on Mm. how to survive in this well in said this well said sister so basically we're gonna we're gonna address things from two different perspectives so you guys know the empower hour we are here to uplift we are here to inspire but we cannot ignore what is happening around us um so with that with that being the case we're gonna break up this the, the topic of today into two segments first we're gonna start with just addressing like what is the 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 situation right now what are people facing what are people dealing with how are people how are people feeling right now how are people navigating then we're going to take a quick little break and then we're going to come back with solutions positive things that we could do to change the environment change people's circumstances you know and just to uplift and now this is this is an open forum this is an opportunity where now we our live studio audience we're going to want you guys to take part with us so um every everybody if you're if you're on mute and you're on your and you want to speak and you want to join in just unmute yourself or raise your hand and we'll unmute you and when you just start just start by just introducing yourself so our our, our radio listeners um could know who who they're talking to who you are what you do and then feel free to share um so i I'll, I'll i'll break the ice so to speak um just in terms of what i've been witnessing um, so I, I, I mentioned it lightly um, when, it, when it comes to basically businesses being closed on, uh, on the Sunday. Um, 
Now that was already that was the the first little like okay scratch my head I'm still not too sure exactly how that is preventing the the or how that's lessening lessening the numbers and all these things because not everything is closed things are certain things are still open certain things are still closed um, and now I'm hearing now and again like I'm gonna need some fact checkers but I'm hearing that they're they're talking about closing the SAQs and the LCBO uh, the SAQs and the SDQs or whatever they're called the places to get marijuana I hear these places are going to be closing soon um, I, I I'm 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 a little concerned because the circumstance seems weird but I just find the way the people are responding to the circumstance is is almost weirder because I just I just feel that. Like nothing is making sense, and we're all just kind of going along with it. And then to me, that is that is a concern because I'm seeing our businesses are being closed. I'm seeing entrepreneurs struggling to keep their doors open. Um, please, like I, I like that. I'm, I'm I, I have tons of other things to say, but I do want to give opportunity to our our family on online. Ah, my brother Ryan. Yes, you hear me. I yes. I want to quickly just say that. 2020 felt like a gut punch. You know, you get caught off guard, totally winded, and then we're starting to get our breath back. But 2022 feels Mm. like the rug was pulled from under us. Coming out of 2021, I felt like a lot of the entrepreneurs that I was talking to had so much, I'd say, not just hope, but there's momentum building. So they were getting ready to hit 2022 and really, you know, make up for lost time, make up for the last two years. And even with school, I mean, I'm a father of two and not understanding what was happening when school was going to start back. And they would tease us. They would be like, oh, you know, we're just going to delay it a couple of days. And then when 2022 hit, it was, we're closing, uh, businesses are now like ghost Mm. towns or people that are running brick and mortar they Mm. haven't been told to close but because omicron has totally exploded nobody feels really safe and if this is this is the message that the media were Mm. trying to get out they did a great job the last Mm. two weeks of 2021 was like a fear campaign so now people aren't shopping and so school gets delayed Businesses are trying to operate, but people are technically being told to stay in their homes. So really, I feel like that rug was just pulled out from under us. We were teased up until the end of 2021, and now it's like an unofficial lockdown that businesses really don't know no, how well, to navigate. thank you for that. Thank so you. And, and, kinda... and this is, this no, is well, the one and only Ryan Knight from the African Caribbean Business Network in Ontario, a, a, a great, great, great member of the OFC. We're so glad to have you. So thank you, Ryan. Um, and, and Ryan, again, your perspective is heavy because you deal with tons of different entrepreneurs and business owners. So I know your, 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 your perspective is you have a well-rounded perspective from right across the board um but and and i think you just hit a main point there by just saying the uncertainty now we're we're relying on a government that is not making things clear that is not like if this was any kind of regular business deal we would have walked out a while ago guys like in real talk they'd be like guys it's just i understand what we're doing the we're (laughs) it feels like there's no plan yeah, it just feels like we're winging it. It's like, yo, I could wing it. Like, I thought we are paying smart people to figure this out and at least forecast and plan for us. It does not feel like anybody is doing that at all. It's day by day, we're just winging it. And that to it's me not is acceptable. not, yeah, I, I mm-hmm. have no, not acceptable. 
Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel, feel like, okay, so yeah, we're winging it, right? And I feel like the people have almost become accustomed to just winging it. My problem is that the people that we put in charge, they're also winging it, but they're pretending like they don't know. I would be more comfortable so if the government true. said that, <laughs> Sepo, <laughs> if you tell the truth and say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm actually experiencing you in real time bro I don't know much simple switch but they're not saying to the wrong war oh boy we got to to my nephew was saying earlier why well, y'all don't march so, okay and and, and Kai, Kai, you're you're chopping in and out but so we, we got we got the gist of what you're saying because you what you're saying is absolutely right if the government was a little more transparent and it said yo we don't know either guys we're just we're just winging it with like you guys they might get a little more respect from us um now uh Tyra I saw Tyra had her hand up Tyra we'd love to hear from you sister how how are things on your end what's your what have you seen um well thank you very much for having me um from my end as a business mm-hmm. owner, and I don't like to say small business, I'm a growing business. Um, mm-hmm. In 2021, well, I started in 2022, I was doing vendors fairs as a hostess and as a vendor. And then I had booked so many venues for 2021. And then, lo and behold, I couldn't do it. So right off the bat, you know, you lose thirty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 when they start shutting down everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, that was a big impact for myself as a business owner. But the businesses that I was helping to grow and to get exposure, they felt it as well too, because a lot of us are crafters or artisans, um, vendors and whatnot, and we don't have brick and mortar places and we rely on these fairs to survive. So to know that we can, we couldn't go out in public to have our little store for the weekend was very um, disheartening for many people. A lot of people got into depression, stopped crafting. Like for me, crafting is my sanity, it's my therapy. And so I had to, to kind of like a hundred percent just change my mindset and just now focus to everything online. And I'm an extroverted introvert. So my Mondays to Fridays were me, myself and I Saturday and Sunday, I was out in the public smooching, you know, like getting people their right. exposure, you know, like that was my happy place on the weekends. But now right. to know that I'm stuck at home and I can't go to these fairs, it, it causes a lot of stress, not just physically, <laughs> but mentally, psychologically, spiritually, it's scary because we've wow. lost a, a few crafters who want to suicide, um, wow. to having to be, you know, committed because they've gotten like too deep into the rabbit hole. So it's it's scary. It's really scary. Yep. I am yep. sorry to hear that, sister. And I can understand how that affects a community like that. That's serious, right? I don't, I, you know what, that you just said those words and I'm like, oh my gosh. For a lot of us, for a lot of the crafters that would come on my weekend fairs, mm. that was the only time that they had to socialize. Because they were out there showing their art, they were showing their crafts, so they were in their own little world. Like even for Comic Con, I register, I register for Comic Con every year, and for me, that's a big, you know, big money maker. But at the same time, too, that is my, you know, you have yeah. the socialites in the states where right. they have their big galas and their ball. Comic Con for me yeah. was my gala. And not right. to be able to participate. Wow. Well, was, no, guys. Well, well said. And, and I think <laughs> what is heavy is is that aspect. And uh, after this, we'll give the floor to to Big Will in the house. Uh, oh, and actually, sister, you forgot to introduce yourself. This is Tara from. Uh, I'm from Precious Delights Canada, or Precious Delights here in Montreal, and I am the unique paper crafter. So I do your 3D cards, your invitations, your bookmark stickers. I have um, a collection starting of of African American mm-hmm. or Caribbean American Canadian. Um, artwork that's coming out so it's going to be some acrylic painting along with my cards and other stuff I'm trying to um, start a category geared toward us 
So like, it's, you don't have to worry about finding your Valentine's Day card. I love it. I love um, it. And your just come to me for that. So now, so this is this is awesome. But now, and I and I hope we we will have some time just to address the the mental health aspect because for sure we're we're thinking ec- um, economics because obviously you have no funds. You're like you you it puts you into a mental in, into a mental bind. Um, but I think it, it's we really have to be mindful of that. Like I don't think we're having that type of conversation enough. Uh, I know the Minister of Health they're they're real concerned about the virus and all the breakouts and whatever be the case but at the same time i do not think they're addressing the mental health like what what they're turning uh, uh, everybody's life on and off what that really means what that really does to society so i think that's something that definitely needs to be addressed so brother big will the one and only big will in the house thank you for being with us brother good day good day good day what's happening everybody i hope you guys could hear me actually i see you smiling so i know you could hear me uh which is dope uh actually talking about acrylic paint so tara i might have to hit you up because i do need acrylic paint uh for the sip and paints that we do and talking about with all everything that's going on with um with all the lockdown for people who know like uh, the last event that we did was the sip and paint uh which uh it's a beautiful place because people come out and it's it's literally therapy that's all uh we my team like uh we do we do sip and paints and we also uh, do comedy shows uh and um, a lot of people like we say we heal our community one joke at a time so being able to actually being shut down is 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 a horrible thing because there a lot of people get depressed and um and like technically right now, like I still be getting a lot of like texts, uh, contacts, emails, and people hitting me up, uh, whether it's in uh, on social media and whatnot, saying, "Hey, whether you have a show or not, we'll still go." And I think that uh, the, the the media, like uh, like our brother was saying, the media has put so much fear in people that right now we don't know what the next step is, and they don't know what the next step is. The, the fact that they don't know, uh, they don't want to say they don't know, so they create confusion and uh fear tactics and that's that's a horrible part and now they're talking about okay well um uh the funds are gonna come out mm. and all that perfect but where's where are the funds coming from who's getting mm. taxed like what what's going on because i mean i know they're not gonna give free money because there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing free in this world where are those funds coming from and um and i know there's a bill c2 that's supposed to come out and everything and um one of the Wait, 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 wait. What is Bill C2, Will? What are you talking Bill about? Bill C2? Uh, <laughs> Google it. You're going to see uh, it's, uh, what they're saying. We're going to give such and such a million, a billion, or whatever. Cool. From where? From where? Lord, That's these things worry where. me. And, and um, right now, it's okay. Well, uh, print more money. Okay, but once you start printing more money, then the value of that money decreases. So now what happens? Like, like for somebody like myself, how am I supposed to pay my staff if we can't have shows, you understand? Like, mm. like, and I'm saying, like, because people still have mm. bills coming up. Whether you, whether you're having an event, like right now, they're saying the lockdown, perfect. We still gotta pay mortgage. We still gotta pay rent. We still gotta pay hydro. We still gotta pay all that. So, what are we supposed? To, it's just, it's just, it's messed up. It's horrible what's going on. And yes, I get it. COVID is alive. I completely get it. Uh, but right now, what they're doing is. It's not fixing. It's basically scaring people into control. You know, like um, you know, like what you're supposed to say. Well, don't do this because the monsters out there. That's what we used to tell our kids. Go to bed because of this. Go to bed because of that. And that's exactly how they're treating us. And then they expect us to believe them, our government, which is horrible. Mm. Well said, my brother. Well said. You know, this is the empower guys. I'm gonna keep it 100 with you guys. 
I was actually speaking to members about organizing. We are in a situation where our we need to feed ourselves. We need to feed our children. If we continue like this, if your door is closed and you cannot feed your children, you will snap. You're going to go into a situation where you will become desperate. You'll do what you have to do to make that money. Speaking to business owners about this, their concern was those who are vaccinated and in fear turning around and attacking their businesses. So, so then I'm like, well, okay, but guys, I understand. You, I understand that, but. But then what do you do then? Because now you, if you're saying that you can't open your business for fear of those who are in fear turning around and attacking you, then I'm con- I don't know what to do next. Like, and I don't know if we have a solution besides then, then at that rate, we might as well just throw in the towel because then there's no navigating. In what way can we operate and be safe? I feel like they, have keep, they keep telling us different um, criteria to operate and it really doesn't seem like we're taking this uh, seriously. If mm-hmm. this disease or if this variant or if this mm-hmm. virus is as bad as people say, why are they we allowing people to walk around with bandanas? Like, mm. put us in gas masks. <laughs> I'll live my life in one of those if I can go out and, 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 op- and live. Sorry, Will, mm. yeah, yeah. So if it's mm. that bad, why are we not grounding flights? It's not uh, balanced. And that's where... If we can operate and not transmit the disease, let us operate and just tell us what the protocol is. All these business owners, especially restaurants that have now had to waste tens, close to hundreds of thousands of dollars of food, would rather put in the protocol to have a person come in and enjoy the food and eat safely rather than throw away the food. If there needs to be negative ventilation, if there needs to be better HVAC, if people have to come in in painter's mask, uh, filtered mask, <laughs> let us do that and live rather than just be afraid to leave our houses. And like Farrell, you were saying, afraid to talk to each other. It's like I'm right. I'm becoming afraid of just interacting with people. And but that should me, be me... the way that we live our life. Sister Alvina, we'd like to chime in. So good. Let's hear from you, Alvina. Hello, everybody. My name is Alvina Ryan. I'm a best-selling author. And thank you, Farrow and the Empower Hour for having us on here, because I think this is such an important topic to be discussing. You know, I think it goes back to someone had said that they don't know what they're doing. So that is probably the biggest problem. We're all learning together. It's a new virus. Then we get new variants. And, you know, you mentioned the flights and why are they letting people, you know, go on the flights? It's because they don't want to put too much restrictions, but at the same time, those restrictions are causing us to be ill and, you know, unsafe. Because what I heard one of the doctors say is that we're leaving, say, like, we're vaccinated, we go to another place, and they're not having vaccination rates that are as high as ours. And then we come back here, and then it's spreading around. So we have to create a protocol that everybody has to be on the same thing or we just lock off our borders like we did before. We live life normally, but we don't go anywhere really extreme. So we have to decide what to do. And also part of the problem is like Tara was saying, when people have a living and they do certain things and then they go out a certain time and that is their sanity and that's being cut off. And then we have churches being closed or like Mm -hmm. Big Will said about his comedy show, like Mm -hmm. that was comic relief. People could go out, they can laugh. I mean, laughing is important, but you know, when you cut off the laughing, you cut off the livelihood, you cut off the churches, which helps people to have mental sanity. You know, we're having, we're creating all these other issues and it's just skyrocketing and snowballing into problems that we shouldn't be having. We have to really try to address 
the basis things. Like for me personally, I don't even listen to the news because it's just repeated mm-hmm. and it just ingrains into your mental aspect and it causes fear. So if you mm-hmm. don't listen to the news, you have to listen maybe once a week, get the updates when the premier is talking or whatever and know what's going on. But other than that, to listen to this every day, it can't be good. So I just don't listen to it. I don't encourage anybody to listen to it. You have to go about your daily life and just focus on you, your habits, where you want growth. And we have to pivot. Like, you know, if there's nothing else that we learned from this pandemic is that you have to recession proof your business. So if you were doing X, you're going to have to find another way. Like, you know, churches are on Zoom now. It's not the same, but it's there, you know. So how could you change your business? How could you revolutionize it to go another way? We have to think about these things because we don't know how long this is going to be here. And the government and everybody else is not going to help you. You have to think about it. Good. We're going to use this as a transition. So, guys, we're going to take a quick break. Um... And we'll be back and we're going to start talking solutions, guys. Don't be surprised. I might dibble that back into some things I'm upset about. But the goal is to talk about solutions. Let's take a quick positive cause just to shout out our homegirls, Kemba and Andrea from Keen Real Estate Group. Whenever you're thinking real estate, whenever you're thinking investments, whenever you're thinking about planning for the long term, think Keen Real Estate Group. They're generating wealth for generations. KeenGroup.ca If your goal is to purchase a car and to make the process as simple as possible, just get a car broker, guys. You just get a car broker. Big shout out to our homeboy, Hamsdale Jacques, the owner of HJCoutierAuto.com. That's H-J-C-O-U-R-T-I-E-R-A-U-T-O.com. If you're a small to medium-sized business and you're getting started and you're ready to go to the next level, what do you need? You need a phone line and you need a website. Think Mainstream Digicom. They got all your telecommunication needs checked. MainstreamDigicom.com. You're trying to get out on the web. You're trying to understand how to navigate through ads. Check out Java Logics for all your marketing, your digital marketing. Where would we be without Preston? I don't even know. Check out Java Logics. I give thanks to Preston for what he's done for the OFC. The amount of positive reviews we've gotten from all his referrals, we're proud to stand behind his work. Check out javalogics.com. No, it's not just because he's my brother. It's because you can't talk hip-hop in Montreal without saying M-City Solo. Guys, check out his latest project, In My Feels, available on mcitysolo.com. If it's not one of the, the hardest new EPs to hit Montreal, come and let me know. You already know. It's your boy, Faro, big enough, mcitysolo.com. Keeping the culture alive. I gotta give thanks to West Can Folk Performing Company. For the last 40 years plus, they've been promoting our culture through song, drum, and dance. Educating youth, the children, the seniors. Just check them out. WestCanFolk.com Girl, what are you cooking? My curry chicken. Ooh, you're burning it. Oh, gosh, it looks so... <laughs> It's okay, girl. You need the Curry House. They have the best Caribbean food in town. Two locations in Montreal, West Island and Cotonège. For more information, follow Caribbean Curry House MTL. Don't forget to mention the Empower Hour for your 10% discount. So, who placed in the order? Me. <laughs> 
DeVito, WizKid, Burner Boy. Those are just some of the big names that's blessed Montreal thanks to Afrobeats Montreal. Definitely check out Afrobeats MTL for all concerts, show listings, everything that has to do with Afrobeats in the city. Check out Afrobeats MTL. One full circle. We are the Melanin Community Resource Hub and Network. What does that mean? We're here for each other. Woo! And we are back. So for those, if you're now joining us, this is the Empower Hour. Bringing, to the, power, bringing the power to the people because the people have power. So um, I hope you guys like our new slogan. It was kind of, you know, it was a collective thing. So, um... Basically, if you're now joining us, we've been talking about the state of what's happening. We're calling it a state of emergency, but we've been addressing just... Um, okay, good. Everybody's hearing me? Good. Thumbs up on the screen. Okay. Um, so now... Yeah, if you're now joining us, we've been addressing what we're calling like a state of emergency, looking at some of the negatives um, that has been impacting the community um, in addition to the the pandemic or slash pandemic um, that we're all going through and experiencing. We, we touched on some of the things that certain people might not even be considering, like when we're talking about with the mental health of our community. Um, we're talking about the education system, like what's happening. There, there's like we didn't deep dive, but we're not even talking about about the fact that like how are youth dealing with what's happening um what's happening within the school system the on off one day you're in school next day there's no school sometimes you're on zoom sometimes you're not on zoom all this thing the mental strain that's creating to the parents the uncertainty for our children which is the future generation (sighs) we spoke about the the fact that the government is it's kind of hard to rely on them fully right now um anyways so now we're going to the more up side the positive side the more empowering side of our show where we're going to be talking solutions we're going to be talking we're coming from an optimistic standpoint and we want to share uh, so we have tons of we we have an amazing studio audience today we have entrepreneurs that's been in the game that's been navigating um they're going to share some of their experiences and we're here to just generally talk as a community in terms of things that we could do um as a collective to boost each other up so um, my first thing is I'm going to tell you guys, turn off the news. That's the first thing I'm going to say. Oh, wait, sorry. I have a disclaimer. The views of our show might not be the same views of CKUT. So don't blame CKUT for stuff that we're saying on the Empower Hour. At the same time, if you hear these crazy ads on CKUT about COVID, know that the Empower Hour is not down for that neither. All right, guys. So it's all love. I'm not sure if that was, a, was that a good disclaimer? Can that, can that be a disclaimer? Listen, that's the disclaimer today. <laughs> Now, when they listen to the show and they tell us, hey, listen, that's not quite the disclaimer. We just want them to know we have our own disclaimer. I'm just saying it's all love. We're here to work together. We might not agree with each other's views, but we're still doing business. Get it? Get it? That's what it is. Um, okay, but the, and the reason, so and I'll elaborate a little bit. So um, the reason I say just turn off the news and Sister Alvina had mentioned it a little bit before. I do a lot of energy work. I do a lot of spiritual work. Guys, we have, believe it or not, we are conscious, creative beings. What you think about becomes your reality. I don't care what anybody tries to say, you want to argue, you just don't really know what things are. But the reality is, as you think it, it becomes your reality. So now, the more the news pumps this negativity and this fear and this what is, quote unquote, air marks, what is the reality, you make that your reality. You draw those things into your life experience. So, and guys, like, I don't, I have not been 
been able to speak to one person that told me that, yo, I watched your news segment, and after that, I felt dope. I felt awesome. After watching that 30-minute news segment, I felt awesome. I have not seen one person tell me that or heard one person tell me that, but... I do have people that will play CNN in the background of their entire day. They will have the news run on different loops. My own dad. I talked to him in Trinidad. What are you watching? News. Any hour of the day, the man's watching news. I go to check him. He's watching different versions of the news talking about, well, no, his angle is different. I'm like, it's the same damn news. But, yo, but people will watch the news religiously because they feel it's informing them and it's educating them. But, guys, I my first thing I'm putting out there, please, if you can, less, a little bit less, 15 minutes in a day. In your 24-hour day, you shouldn't take in more than 15 minutes of news, in my opinion. And that should be coming from the Empire Hour. You should get news from us. Okay, that's that, that, that's my thing. Um, so from, from our studio audience, so from people who have been navigating, for those who have been working with different businesses, what are you guys' perspective? And we have an awesome guest with us, too. Let me know when you're ready to jump in, family. Okay. Because we have a perspective from Jamaica. Okay, guys, that I, matter of fact, brother, can I give you the mic right now? Yeah. Good. So please introduce yourself to the people. The floor is yours. Blessed day. My name is Swiss. Mm-hmm. I just want to give thanks to be here and be a part of this. And I'm giving all, all of y'all the best wishes for the new year. Well, my views on all of this is your health is the most important thing. So for me, you got to boost your immune system. Keep your immune system up. Drink a lot of ginger tea, garlic, merengue, all of that bush tea to keep strong and do what you got to do. Um, COVID is just a part of life now. We all have to just try to find a way to work with it. Whatever life gives you, you have to just try to make the best out of it. All right? Stay blessed. Ah, well said. I like that perspective. So, and see, and that that was that was more of of the angle that we we're talking before. It, like, yes, we know a Western way of going about things is like, what pill can I take to deal with this? But we from we're from a, a school of prevention is better than cure. My granny used to tell me that all the time. So even before we got sick, every what I think it was the beginning of every month, everybody had to take a seni purge, purge out your system from whatever nastiness you took in the month before. And we're taking vitamin C. We're not sick, but we're taking vitamin C before we. Go to school those cod, cod liver oil pills uh, now now i love taking them when i was a child it was disgusting but these are things that our parents used to make us do every you know a, 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 tea, a table or a teaspoon of ca- uh, castor oil jesus christ G- guys these things were disgusting but these are preventative measures that our parents and grandparents used to give us used to do to just keep us in a good state now we're at a point where because we're listening to the system so much we're chasing after shots vaccines pills this down the third guys it's not doing us no good um okay but but i have other people who are in, who, who are in the house that, that that i would like to hear from um yes rum ginger turmeric and honey good that that's what i like to hear but now um i know there's certain um initiatives we have going on and without going into too much detail so so brother um was it i think it's brother ryan now ryan i know you're working with a lot of different entrepreneurs in the community are have have you seen um or are you able to share some of the some of the Suggestions or some of the things that 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 you've seen entrepreneurs be able to do to kind of pivot or navigate within yeah, the system. Yeah, big piece was seeing more entrepreneurs, especially in the retail space, come together and create these mini marketplaces. And I wouldn't even say they're mini because the black owned um, black owned Toronto store that they opened in Scarborough here in Ontario, they brought together 150 vendors that each gets shelf space in a store that 
individually, each of them probably couldn't get the retail space, like the actual full um, retail space in a mall. So that I've seen now duplicated at least three other times. Brampton, where I live, they did it in Bramley City Center, in Toronto, in Eaton Center, and in Pickering Town Center. So having more entrepreneurs come together and collectively get a bigger space where there's lots of foot traffic, I've seen work. And ACBN, we even sponsored one of the... um, So it wasn't a pop-up marketplace, but it was just a store that had vendors in it. So it's called, oh my gosh, Reveler Afrique. So Julianne, that's the owner of the store, brings in vendors. And I keep telling her that is the model of Walmart. That's the model of Loblaws. They just sell shelf space, really, and they bring the traffic and help to sell it. So the more that we can do that and really collaborate and collectively get a space and then that reduces the risk of each of the vendors. Because now, for example, they're spending two, $300 a month instead of $3,000 a month for that full space. And she's been able to push through both lockdowns. And Black-owned Toronto, I know they're opening at least two other locations. So if this is in proof that us working together can help us build and move forward faster, but then we also have to couple that with online. Bricks and mortar this month is a ghost town. So being able to also sell each of those individual vendors online with a marketplace like Black Print or even utilizing Amazon or Shopify, that now hedges your bet to say, okay, we have brick and mortar. If people are walking by, they can walk in. But if they're not walking by, we can also get in front of them online through our marketing channels. So I've seen those two work really well. I love that. So collectively, bringing people together like in physical locations and again we're all about community so i think that would be a win um sorry guys let's put the mint in my mouth so uh that's gonna be a win for us as a people because we need like again it saves costs and and lowers risk and it just creates an opportunity because if i might be going to the store because i know ryan has something in there but now there's 10 other vendors that are doing the same. So now as I'm walking by, I might see something that Kaya is selling. I might see something that Alvina is selling. I might see something that Tyra is selling. So there's a double win. I love that. Guys, note that. Um, I want to give a shout out to Ketty Antoine. She is doing something similar to that here in Montreal. So if you're looking for a location similar like that, so Brian mentioned a bunch in Ontario. If you're looking for something like that here in Montreal, Quebec, um, I know Ketty Antoine has a space. And if you're listening... And if you're listening, you have other, um, if, if you have a space available to do something like that similar, please reach out to us because, yeah, we want to share and let other people know. Um, and before we wrap up, I'm going to share a little secret with you guys in terms of what the OFC is working on in terms of virtual community. Because we are setting up to have some virtual kiosks and different things like that. It's going to be super dope. Will, oh, you guys, okay, Will. Will and then Tara. Okay, so to me, what I was thinking about, like, that's those are great solutions but i think before we even get to that if we really want to stop the problem really you see like right now like the saq which is the the r version of lcbo for ryan uh, that's in uh, ontario so the saq and the sdqc where the, uh, the government gets to sell their drugs if we were to boycott that for one week one week only not one one week I guarantee you that they open up every store. I love that. I love that. One week. Like, I'm sure you could go one week without liquor. And if you can't, 
Just cross the bridge. The Indian Reserve, they sell it to you at half Or just price. drive into Ontario. You go to Lancaster. The LCB are right there. Shit. <laughs> I mean, like, you have to drive half an hour, an hour. You can drive 15 minutes mm. into Shadigui. As a matter of fact, while you're driving over there, stop for fuel. It's cheaper. <laughs> Talk about it. Good. Will, you talking facts? Talking facts. One talking facts. Like literally one week that would crush their pockets and they would stop everything say we, we were just bullshitting sorry my bad you know like yeah, we were capping just shut it down for mm-hmm. one week that's well, you see what I would like to what I would like to see and to support that idea I would like to see it where it goes as far as us picketing in front of uh, SAQs and uh, and those liquor spots and letting because uh, some people might not know they might not be listening to the power hour they might not be plugged into our network so they might just meandering into the saq and we're letting them know no 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 shopping the saq today my friend because we are shutting it down um because it's it's, it's hitting the government's pockets if you pick it in front of the saq the government will send the bullies oh but why why well we could pick we could pick it in front of <laughs> anywhere but nothing that's owned by the government. Wow, you see how they work, eh? I was telling somebody, the government's the biggest drug dealers around. You guys really have to remember these things. Weed is still illegal. Weed has biggest gangsters. Been hmm. Weed hmm. is okay if you buy it from the government. That's right. That's right. We got to know what those words mean. This is what I always say, too, about weed understanding is, the language. decriminalized. If I sell, if I have weed in my hand, and I pass it to Farrell. Whether there is any money exchange, I get arrested. Because this is not a transaction by the government. But if the government does it, then it's okay. Wow. Yep. That's right. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so, okay, so wow. Tara, Tara had... Oh, oh, okay, wait. I think what you're going to Beautiful. So, okay. So, Tara, Tara has her hand up. I'm on mute now. Like I, I, I have um, another perspective to drop. So, Tara, the floor is yours. Listen, like I just want to elaborate on what Big Will just said in regards to passing uh, any weed or whatever to somebody. My daddy taught me that unless it's owned by the government or done by the government or paid taxes on, it's illegal. So, if they can't make a dollar off a of weed, it's illegal. So then. So we have to be very careful mm. of what we do and how we go about doing stuff. Because like he said, if you pick it in front of the SAQ, you're going in because you're stopping them from getting their bag. Um, so we have to just let it happen. So then because... Uh, because Just let it happen. We just have to... If you're going to stop something or try to hinder something, you have to do it on the DL. You know, like don't let the left hand do what your right hand's doing. So as long as they don't know, you can still, infect, still affect them. We could talk about on social media. We could basically even buy radio ads... We just cannot pick it in front of their place. Exactly. Because that's freedom of speech. So if you exactly. do it the other way around, there's always ways to get around everything. But yeah, if you're stopping them from getting their bag, you just expect to get arrested. Wow. This is very, that's a very interesting perspective. So um, because now for that, for something like that to work, there has to be a certain cohesion amongst people in the community. For people like, because then everybody has to be willing to say, okay, we're going to stand together. 
um, to ensure that whatever stops or whatever. And the thing what I think becomes tricky is that you'll have certain people saying, well, why are you guys trying to stop this? We need more places closed. We need more. And that's where it becomes dicey because right now, um, if I have to take a step back, I think even before we try to start um, shutting down businesses, we have to get on the same page as a community because we're, we're, we're not on the same page and they're winning. Like we're winning because of that, like divide and conquer. So if you if we can't all agree that, for example, all businesses need to be open, then you are always going to have that battle because certain we're going to be we're going to be blocking SAQ sales because we want we want the government to feel it or whatever be the case. But then it's just going to turn around and we're we're still going to have people fighting us to 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 make sure other businesses are closed. You understand what I mean? So it's like we we're not on the same page as a community. So I think that is something else that we need to start addressing. So on a lighter note, in regards to this um, kind of solution. Mm-hmm. What I've started doing personally in regards to my business is that um, I started to go live a lot more. So I'm in God knows how many groups on Facebook for crafting. And I have put myself out there where I've now become an admin or a moderator in groups. And I do lives. I promote my business in those groups. I teach in those groups. And then on Instagram, I formed a Wednesday series with two other ladies in the States where we help promote each other's businesses on lives. And we do our little um, virtual pop-ups and sell our products. So because I no longer can participate in physical fairs, um, not only because of COVID, but also I'm not vaccinated, so they won't let me go anywhere mm-hmm. near any fairs um, mm-hmm. that are that are happening currently. So I decided just to take it one step further and try to do what I can virtually and get out there. And like 90, 98% of my sales come from the States anyway. So by me going live on Instagram, um, I'm starting my own thing on Sundays now where I'm, I'm out there more speaking about my business and actually asking for help in regards to um, people who want to collaborate with me, um, any affiliations. I want to start an, affiliate, an affiliation program. Like you have to just change your mindset. I went from selling physical products at fairs now to doing my stuff mm. online. Um, a lot mm. of stuff I would have sold physically, I now do digitally. So if people from other states or even Australia, they want to get cards, but they don't want to pay the shipping, I do digital cards that they can just print and cut at home. So you just have to change your mindset and see what works for you in regards to keeping you from from getting your money, from paying your bills and wow, supporting that, your kids. There wow, is always that, to every problem, and always ask for help. Don't be. Sure are you are you help. in Montreal? I'm in. San are you Canada. are you in Montreal, I'm sister? In Montreal. Okay, because we've been having some some shops that should be available to you here in Montreal. I'm sad that before they put in these new stipulations that you didn't or wasn't weren't wasn't able to um to get in on that because we've been seeing a lot the last week actually or two weeks ago we had a a young lady that is in charge of the uh, Montreal's woman woman entrepreneur um, pop up shops and she just did an array of different kinds back to back since summer Um, so it's important to get into that loop also so that when those venues are available to you that you know about them Um, so please make sure that you stay tuned so that we can plug you into some of those because there's no reason why you shouldn't be sitting there with everyone okay, so else's stuff. The main stuff. reason for me is because I'm not vaccinated, so I'm not allowed to be part of any fair. <laughs> Neither also, are we, baby. I've also been trying to find people who will take my product and sell for me and take a commission from it. So it's been kind of hard. And like I said, I used to be an introverted extrovert, and I'm just completely introverted because of all this stuff that's going mm. on. I'm high risk with my son and whatnot. So mm. I've, I've been kept in a bubble. But I found you guys again on the OFC. Barrow knows I've been in and out, so... Um, I'm going to extend myself out there more. And I do thank you very much, Kaya, for mentioning that. And I will be in touch in regards to 
getting some more information so I can get precious flights. And I, 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 so yeah, there's, um, and you just mentioned something that just reminded me because um, we've been working with Wink, which is a uh, virtual real, uh, virtual assistant company based in Ghana. And one of the things we're exploring actually off of what Tara was just saying is we're seeing that there's a lot of entrepreneurs who need help with sales in p- generally. Like, so we're blessed to have a very large network um, and we're now developing, um, like, a, call it a, a, a platform or a protocol in a way that we're going to be able to help uh, by providing sales reps to our members virtually. So now, you know, a person could take your product and help to sell it online with different individuals and different things like that. So these are when thinking how we have to get more think a little bit outside the box. This is one of the things that we're looking to do uh, within the OFC. Um, But one of the things I really like that you said, Tara, is that the circumstances pushing people outside of their comfort zone. Um, And that is uh, like, that's how we see the glass half full, so to speak. And if, if we're able to look at, look at the scenario and try to find the positive out of it, we could, we can um, find the positive and create um, opportunities where we don't think that there are any. So like Tyra saying, one of them is, you know, you might not have thought that you could go online or you might be, you might maybe before you were too nervous to do things and go live. Now life is making you have to push yourself, you know, into that arena. Um, there's another thing that uh, was mentioned, I think it was on one of the lives I was watching, um, it was about the Vax passport and how that is creating division within the community. Because it's un- we understand that people need to, people get them once they are, um, once they're vaccinated, you get your passport. But, oh, am I, okay, you guys still hear me? But now, if, if we are working together as a community and we decide that we're no longer using the Vax passport, now, could that be a way that we could strengthen each other as a community? Like, can we, like those who are unvaccinated, vaccinated, can we, can there be a certain level of cohesion there where we work together and just say, okay, I'm not using my password anymore. I think that's creating a, a division so that we could start coming back together as a people. According to the Quebec government, that was before the actual lockdown. As long as you keep it as a private event, that you keep a listing of your guests, you're allowed to go to all, all the way up to 250 people. I don't know if, uh, I mean, I, I had just sent you like a footage of uh, events that we had done. I sent that to your WhatsApp. If you'll see all of our events, we keep it under 250 people. And me, the petty guy that I am, since I have a good friend of mine who's a lawyer, I actually make sure he's on site. So I invite him and his wife, he's on site. Just like that, I don't get police harassment. And I keep my crowd to 249. Thank you for the gems, Will. See, this is what I be wanting the people to know. They don't understand the language of what they're reading and what they're looking at. And when the government says to you, oh, you can't just because blah, blah, go and read the fine print because those are the loopholes. Thank you very much for that. Thank you very much for that, y'all. I was attending or doing myself. They were not quote unquote flea markets, but they were open to the public. So it wasn't like we had a set number of people coming. Then what you need, then what you need to do is you need to have mm. this table that Big Will Comedy shows. That's what we have, and keep in mind it's a black-owned, all black-owned vendors, because a lot of people want to buy like buy black, but they don't know where to buy it. So what mm-hmm. we usually have at our table is we have vendors, mm-hmm. and like that you get to see a lot of your. People. And I always give the example. I had one guy selling because obviously I'm Haitian. But I had one of uh, one of our guys who was selling the, the Haitian pepper sauce, which is piquis. In one comedy show, he sold for over a thousand dollars of piquis. All right, brother. We, a bunch of people. we need to talk. Yeah, a bunch of people. <laughs> the, 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 the law says the law says you have to have a private event up to two hundred and fifty people. Perfect. 
Okay, because I, I do my black calendar, I'm sorry, my black calendar series, my planners, my bookmark stickers, all catered to us. So I do need ways to get this stuff out. Because like I said, oh, my, yeah. my clients are all in the States. I have no, I really have no clients here in, in Canada, let alone Montreal. Oh yeah, no, no, I, we got you. I'm telling you, like, I'm very petty when it comes to basically the government that comes at us a certain way. So yeah, I, I, I find they're attacking us. Now it's, how can we support each other and how can we be self-sufficient? That's that's the best thing. And if we could keep spending our money within the community, why not? Amen. I love that. Alvina, Alvina would like to um would like to get you up here to um to tell us a little bit about a little bit. So tell us something, sister. Tell us what tell us well, what's on your mind. Talking about solutions and I'm listening to what's going on. Um, we have to revolutionize our business. We have to recession proof our businesses. So this is part of our solutions. I mean, you just heard about Tara and, you know, she can't go physically to the vendor spots anymore. So what she's doing is she's taking it online. We have to rethink our businesses, our business models. And I think it was mentioned before, um, you know, that uh, we have to like our money work for us. So why don't we get into stocks and cryptos and different things that are still working? I mean, these things didn't stop. So we need to really learn about all of those things so that our money that we're earning goes into those channels and it multiplies faster. So those are two things. Like even myself as an author and a speaker, my speaking just dropped through COVID. Like there is no Palais de Congrès where you're going to speak to thousands of people. So those speaking venues went online and I still speak to lots of people. They book the shows through um, another organization and I still get myself out there through, through those channels. So we have to change the way we've always done. We have to get out of our comfort zones. I think someone said that. And the third thing we should be doing is changing our mindset. So we need to read more. We need to inform ourselves more. And you need to like do some personal development so that you can just get ahead of the game. Like this is so important. Like everybody knows I'm on a health journey. I do water fasting. I'm on day seven of my water fast and I feel great. I've only drank water for seven days, but it's really mental. It's like a, a mental discipline that you're changing what you always done and how you think things should be. And then, you know, realizing a lot of things that people tell you are not true. So you have to train yourself, discipline yourself, and then really get into the game, get ahead of when people are sleeping, you're working, you know, and then that's how you mm. move ahead. Alvina Ryan is a beast. She is not playing no games. Listen, I, anyways, I'm about to get on your team right now. I'm, no, I'm about to get on your team right now. I know you were telling us about the water fasting group in, on Facebook and like, like, I, anyways, I want in. I want in. Farry, I know you said that you was going to get on the water fast, right? Did you did you get in? How many days did you last? So, uh, wait, you have to mute when I talk. So, uh the thing is, I have uh, an advisor that uh that I live with, um my wife, who who uh, strongly this strongly um 
uh, how do I put this? She suggested, strongly suggested, that I be in a better space um, physically before I go on a water fast. Um, I know I didn't take it as an insult. I didn't take it as an insult, but um, I understand. Uh, I understand what she meant because I do have terrible eating habits already, um, and I need to discipline my lifestyle a little bit better to be able to take the water fast. But she took it, um, so she jumped in. She was in for I think 24, uh, 48 to seventy-two hours, somewhere in between there. You know what I mean? So, so hopefully we could get her on the show to one time to talk about her experience um, to, to 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 know how that was. But I definitely. Um, in terms of what uh, Alvina is saying, I want to also encourage people like we are going through a mental and a spiritual thing. Like what's happening on the planet is not just unique to us in our cities or in our in our provinces or in our countries. Like this is a planetary thing. Like this is a big evolution that's happening. It's not it's not unique to just us beings on the planet. It's impacting everything. So if we if we're able to actually start seeing the seeing things a little bit differently, taking some time to start meditating, taking time to start looking at things a little bit differently. I don't want to sound like you know just uh, like I'm not trying to encourage you guys to kind of put your head in the clouds, but I want you guys to start looking at things differently because it's like it's like um, change the focus, change the things that you look at because then the things that you look at will change. If you understand what I mean, like right now because we we take in so much of the negativity, we're we're listening to it on the radio, we're watching it on TV, the conversations that we're having. I bet you nine out of 10 people right now, if I if I ask you what your last conversations was around, it was about the BS that we're living, right? So it's, it's very rare that you have a person that's just talking optimistic. People are, are talking about the negative that's happening. But if we're able to start changing our focus and start looking at, you know, the glass half full and start just, you know, be optimistic. You know, um, I, I'm a strong believer in the fact that, uh, in believing that things will start to change. That being said, I also think it's important for us to Except that there are certain things that has happened in society. It's not the first time there's been a, a collapse in the economy. There has. It's not the first time that there's been you know like these kind of things happening post war and all kind of different things that happen. And how did the society deal with it then? Right. We might want. We might have to start putting ourselves in a certain state of ration before we are in a state of ration, just so that we are prepared to function. Because guys, we can't. We're, a lot of us are kind of hope, holding our breath, crossing our fingers, and hoping things work out. Sorry, guys, that's bullshit. You need to stop doing that. You need to start looking at things like, okay, look, I see what's happening. I'm not going to ignore what's happening. And I'm going to start to pivot. I'm going to start to adjust. And if that means that I have to lighten my load, I need to start thinking like, how do I downsize? If that means I have to start, you know, moving my business online, I need to start, like Tara said, being live. You, It's better that you start doing that on your own than, than letting the system hit you and telling you that you have to do it. Um, go ahead, sister. No, I was. I was. I'm listening to you. I agree. The other thing too that I don't think we've we've addressed enough is the state of our youth because I don't think there's enough youth initiatives out, enough youth programs out, enough enough things that are happening right now to to hold our next generation. Because guys, like we're we're all getting up to an age. Well, except for me, I stopped aging. I stopped aging a couple years ago. Um, but everybody else, guys. I know, I know the average person out there is aging. So now we need to be, we need to be considering our next generation that's coming up. We need to, we need to be super mindful of them. Where's their minds at right now? How are they feeling? Like, because if they lose hope, if they are, if they are, if they become completely discouraged, what what's our future going to hold? Like, who is supposed to open our businesses in the future? Who's going, who's going to be our relev, so to speak, right? So I don't know. Go ahead. Does somebody have um? 
Yeah, I, I think that's a little bit tough right now in the state that we're in in the world prior to even this because they made sure that the children didn't belong to us anymore. So there's a lot of people that don't know how to relate to the children because they haven't had dealings with them in a long time. They don't know how to talk to them. They don't know how to get them off of the video game and onto the living room couch to have real conversations. And if you do happen to get them there, they don't know what to say. They don't have much social social skills. Um, they're very quiet or withdrawn. It's it's weird to see the state. You know, I, I, I tell this joke sometimes and I laugh about it and I say, you know, when I go and visit my children with the, my friends with new age children, um, there's some specific differences that you can see in them. You know, how they run is different. You know, they run like Tyrannosaurus Rexes with their arms kind of like here <laughs> and they run like this because they're so used to doing like video games and stuff. They don't even run, you know, they don't run and do a full run like us anymore. Um, they don't know what those things are. Um, and so, I know I can see what the parents are going through. It's almost like now they've just um, succumbed to just trying to be their friends at least. Well, listen, at least let's be friends because we have to live in the same house. Um, so how do we get in contact with the youth? How do we get them reinterested um, in the programs that are available to them? How do we get them to open up and separate from? Because, you know, their friends are telling them that we're not cool. True. True. We're not cool. Don't listen to us. We're dumb. Their friends are telling them to go and get vaccinated. There's a lot of stuff that's happening right now. Our children just don't belong to us. So how do we get back in their heads? Because we got a lot of resources for them. But how do we get them back into the programs? How do we get them back, um, you know, listening to their elders and respecting their elders? Where do we how do we get back on track with that? You just said it. One piece that I wanted to just add with the youth and what I'm seeing is there's not a lot of programs that actually invest in our youth. There's definitely programs that help them. It's like they help them just maybe process things. They help them create many events, but an investment in somebody is where you're putting money somewhere that you want to see a return. And because you want to see a return, you do everything you can to cultivate that person. And the program that we had with the detailing nights where youth would learn to run a business and they pretty much run a mini version of our company, we make them pitch for that initial capital. So let's say they need $250, they have to pitch for it. And they say, okay, um, this is my idea and this is what I want to do. And if the pitch isn't good, we have to coach them and teach them how to make it better. And then mm. at the end of the program, they actually pitch for 2,500 to pay for school. So all bum, along bum, the bum. way, we're teaching them how to pitch and get better and get more capital. And along the way, running how to learning how to run a business. So the programs that I've seen where they say, okay, we're going to take you through an entrepreneurship program and they're sitting in class for eight weeks and being told what entrepreneurship is, isn't a real investment. The teacher mm. that teaches that class has no vested interest in if this person does well or not in this class. But when we take community capital and we actually ran a pardon a susu to raise money to invest into these youth the people that were part of that uh susu all 10 of them now had a vested interest in that student doing well because they literally had a thousand dollars of their money invested into this youth that is now running a business all of them made sure and told their network and told their friends and really boosted mm -hmm. that person's business because they were invested in it. 
as a community, we can't just ask for programs that keep our youth occupied. And on top of that, when we invest in our youth, then they start to think about, okay, what does investment mean? I've seen somebody invest in me. I want to be better. How do I now invest in other things? And the lack, the lack of education in the stock market to me is what is totally killing our financial literacy. If there was one day while I was in high school that somebody came in and said, today we are buying, you are buying your first stock and you're going to ex- and understand why, what the stock market does, li- whatever company, look at your shoes, what you're wearing, you are going to buy that brand today and we're going to give you the money to do it. That would have fundamentally mm. changed my life. Mm. Just in the last year, I bought a Nike stock. And now when I think about Nike, it's not what shoe can I buy? It's I see who's wearing the shoe. I was like, no, I own a piece of that. I bought all the five big banks so that when I complain about RBC, I can say I own a piece of RBC. And as an owner, you guys are not treating the Black community properly. And lo and behold, somebody reached out to me. I was like, Oh, we saw that you posted XYZ on Twitter. Would love to talk to you about your ish and what you're seeing. And now I have like ongoing conversations with RBC VPs just because I put into the universe, hey, I own you guys and you guys are doing shit for our community. It started a completely different conversation before I was totally ignored. Like RBC, even now, I mean, like I'm a pittance. I own one stock. (laughs) one share of RBC, <laughs> but I own it. I get that shareholders notification to say, hey, come and vote on stuff. So that it just, the way I think about things completely shifted when you shift from consuming to producing and then to investing. And it can start with just one stock. Take your child and show them, you like to go to McDonald's? We are going to buy a McDonald's share today. Yeah. Now, when you go to McDonald's and you see how many people are going through that drive-through every hour upon the hour, that is actually helping your dividend that you get from McDonald's, even if it's 15 cents. Now, that 15 cents is going to be coming every quarter. How can we get more of those 15 cents? What other dividend-paying stocks can we buy? The, the conversation at home at the table just changes. So that, to me, when we're talking about this mindset, let's give you, give us the tools that changes the conversations. If we're just talking about to our kids about what we bought, we're going to be consumers for the rest of our life. And so that's, wow. yeah, I just Brother wanted to Ryan, that you there. just wow. hit it. You just hit it. Um, because one of the things I would like to see is that same youth program that you have going on out in Ontario. How can we do something similar here in Quebec? Because I think that is that is necessary. Um, it's going to make us accountable um, as a community. We could come together. Can you guys are hearing me? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's going to make us accountable um, as a community. It, we put our money where our mouth is, but then again, it, it engages our youth differently. And for the topic, for everything we're discussing right now, like our youth would be interested in this especially if you angle it in the way that you do like angle it in in the uh, from talking about shoes like you know we're talking about sports we're talking about you know like these entertainment companies whatever be the case these are these are things that we can invest in and get them to buy the stock so i think that's huge on that on that and then one next piece too is who do we know among us that is ready to ipo who are the people that we can invest and buy shares in 
when you start realizing that not a lot of the business owners that we're communicating with are thinking at a level of public offerings and even just investment and getting seed investment and venture capital, you realize we're thinking way too small. Because yeah. sure, I would love to buy a McDonald's stock and we can, but I would also love to buy an OFC stock that's on the TSX or on the NASDAQ to say, yo, you can get money from around the world because our entities are mm-hmm. on these um, stock markets. Mm-hmm. There are tools all around us that we hear about, but we don't really yeah, yeah. tap into and utilize. Like, let's, the tool, the, oh man, how much money is flowing around us is unbelievable. And we need to position ourselves in front of that flow of money. And whatever I need to learn to understand to help us, more of us get in front of that flow of money, I'm ready to do Thank the work. Thank you for that. And, and I see we have Brother Greg with his hand up. And I'm, and I'm glad he has his hand up because he, he has introduced me to my crypto wizard that I've been working with. So <laughs> that's a whole other thing. So Brother Greg, welcome to Empower Hour. Thank you for being with us. Uh, Mr. Knight, I, you know what? I love you, buddy, because um, I work with kids. I work with a lot of kids. Um, I work for Bachelor Youth Services, and I work for Less to Be Person School Board. And the school board that I work for, the school that I work for is a school where we have a lot of uh, kids that are not wanted or cannot make it in the regular stream in my program. Okay? Um, I can't go into detail, right, because I'm not supposed to talk about this. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we have to be able to, we don't, you do not see on television, you do not see in in the schools where we have the leaders in the community that's being being back. Like we don't we don't show our doctors who in who have made strides in medicine department, right? Advertised on television. You do not see the people that's been now that's been to show it that's been with NASA. Right. You do not see these things. So how can our black kids understand the intelligence in our black community? Right. If they don't see it. Right. As far as the stock market and the other things that we're looking at. Yes. I got into crypto. Why? Because of a young black gentleman. Right. Who I know had the intelligence and started teaching me about it. Right. And he comes in and he shows me. But at the same time where I work. Right. I am trying to introduce these kids to these things. That I keep telling them, learn a computer business, understand it, because that's going to be the future. That's where you need to learn. And, and, and right now, right, since they have not been able to put a grasp the government on cryptocurrency. Right. You got to get in before the world changes, because that's where it's going to happen. And if our black kids are not understand it yet by the time they get into it, it'll be too late and they again will be not be able to mm-hmm. compete with mm-hmm. with the, the rest yeah, of the they'll world be stuck being the, yeah they'll be stuck just being consumers instead of owners exactly so the system right now is i believe right since we do have a programs like bachelor and school system everything else like the Jewish people community, we have to be able to go to our kid and say, look, here, we need 
I can get make you money, but you have to participate in our program and teach them about these things. Teach mm-hmm. them about it. When you got to give them the incentive, because right now, who do they see making the money? The rappers, the people making the music on television or, or TikTok and stuff, right? Which mm-hmm. is easy for them to do. But again, we have to take them out and we have to give them the incentive that says, here, we're going to give you money, but you have to participate in this program. And you can make lots of money. Well said, brother. Trust me, this is not this this is not just a dead conversation. This is this is gonna go places. Things I, I've been taking in a lot of the feedback, um, thinking about different ideas, different things we could put together. So I am I'm super grateful. I, I think for the last entrepreneur that we have on here again, I always just want to thank Alvina Ryan, who is our um, well, we have first our Airbnb gal, but she's also our best-selling author. Definitely check out Alvina Ryan on everything, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, thank you for being present with us. Kings and Queens, this was the Empower Hour with Pharaoh Freeman, Queen Kaya, and Gina the Great. We are on live every Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. and broadcasting Thursday mornings at 7 a.m. on CKUT 90.3 FM. Hopefully you got your dose of entertainment, enlightenment, and empowerment. Subscribe and watch us on EmpowerMTL.com and email us at EmpowerMTL at gmail.com to anonymously be featured on our What's the T-Mail segment. Stay blessed, black, and highly favored.